Welcome to Wadcast. I'm Charlene Gianetti, editor of Woman Around Town. Irving Berlin's I Love a Piano is a popular song that has been recorded by a who's who of vocalists. We love a piano too. One reason why we asked Ian Herman to record that marvelous introduction to Wadcast. Sarah Binder Maytop, president of Piano Piano, not only loves the instrument, she supplies pianos, renting these luxury items to those who need them. The company's clients include Broadway shows, musical stars, special events, and advanced piano players as well as beginners. Piano Piano has even supplied pianos for real estate stagings. Piano Piano is tapping into a trend, allowing people to rent rather than make an expensive purchase. How smart is that? Sarah is continuing in the family business, and she's here to tell us more about the company. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Let's begin by hearing a little bit about the beginnings of Piano Piano. Who in your family started the business? So in the 1930s, my grandfather had a department store in Trenton, New Jersey called Binder's State Street. And within that department store was a large furniture department. Uh, My father, you know, sort of grew up in the store and he managed the furniture department, which included the piano. Um, So he became really familiar with pianos at that time. And in the late 1950s, Binder State Street closed. And some piano manufacturers approached my father and said, we don't have any representation in the central Jersey area, Philadelphia area, which would be interested in taking on some of our brands. So my dad kind of thought about it and said, okay. And he opened his first uh, piano store called Hammond Organ Studio in Bordentown, New Jersey. And um, within two years, it was a for one time an organ dealer in the United States. And my dad realized, well, I have a knack for this piano and organ thing. So um, from there, the business sort of grew. At one point, we had 27 retail stores all over the East Coast. And in 1975, my dad moved the business to Manhattan. And, uh, you know, it's gone through a series of names, but in the 90s, we became Piano Piano, and that sort of stuck. And um, here we are today. When did you start uh, uh, renting the pianos as opposed to selling them? So piano rental has kind of always existed in the background of retail piano sales. Um, But uh, again, in sort of the early 2000s, um, the retail piano market went through a bunch of changes. Uh, By that time, my father was older and he just said, you know, I'm going to retire and not do this. But then he had this idea, like maybe I should try to rent pianos and see how that goes. And so he's, started this as somewhat of a retirement hobby, and then it it grew out of control. He discovered something that people wanted, to be able to rent a brand-new piano. So um, that was around the early 2000s, and, you know, around five years ago, I joined the business to take it off his hands because he said, this is more than a hobby. It's taking over my life. So So you went to Cornell, and then you received your law degree from the University of Michigan Law School. Uh, were you planning on a career in the law, and, and did getting involved with your fa- with your family business change your mind about that? Yeah, so I actually did have a career as a lawyer. I was a lawyer for 11 years at a big law firm uh, down in the Wall Street area, and I did product liability defense, um, 
defending manufacturers when their product allegedly injured people. And I actually loved that and found it really interesting. Um, my father was wanting to retire. Um, and my husband was, uh, he's a, an M&A guy on Wall Street. So he was helping my father kind of with the numbers, should we sell this business? And he just said to me, I really don't think you should sell this business. And uh, so I took a leave of absence from the law to see if I could work in the business and help my family out. And I found almost immediately that I just love so much being able to work with them every day and that this business is so interesting. Uh, and yeah, I just, I joined the business and I never looked back. How many members of your family are involved in the business? So in the piano rental side of the business, it's my father and myself. And then, of course, we have some employees who are not family members. Um, and then we actually have a sister business to this, which is a rehearsal studio where people can rent rooms by the hour um, to practice music and singing. And my mother runs that business. So the three of us kind of run both businesses together. Now, you have a location in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's on 54th Street. And how many pianos are on display there? Is that where people mostly come to... Uh, try a piano and, and rent one? Yeah, so I would say about 20, 25% of our customers come into our showroom to try the piano and view them. Uh, we have anywhere from 50 to 100 pianos here at any given time that people can try. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. <25, laughs> yeah, but 75% of our business, the people never come in, it's either online orders, email, telephone, and uh, we've built up a reputation that people can really trust our judgment to help them pick the right piano over the phone uh, or through email or just rent right online. And so most of our customers never come here at all. I mean, do you find that people have a specific uh, brand in mind when they want to rent a piano? Yeah, well, I would say for long-term rentals, our customers fall into two major categories. One is uh, conservatory students who are training to become professional pianists or professional pianists, um, piano teachers, people who have a lot of experience with piano. Those people tend to want to come in, pick their piano by serial number. You know, piano is made of eight different types of wood, and over time, as that wood expands and contracts, each piano, even if it's the same brand, same model, can really develop its own tone and touch. So a lot of those more advanced musicians really want to come pick that piano by serial number because they like the way it plays. Mm -hmm. um, our other major category of customer is families with children. Their children are starting lessons. They're not sure they want to make the investment in purchasing a piano. Uh, so they start off with a rental, uh, knowing that they can use that first 12 months of rent towards the purchase later if they do decide to buy. Uh, so those people really trust us to guide them what's going to be the best instrument for them to learn on or for their children to learn on, often with input from the piano teacher. But a lot of piano teachers recommend their students, parents, to come here or to call us because they know that we'll guide them correctly. Uh, Sarah, I mean, renting a piano when uh, a child is starting to play, to me, seems like such a great idea. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of parents who went out and bought pianos and then had the child not want to play anymore, and then you have the piano. Yeah, I think, first of all, buying a piano is a major investment. If certainly you buy a new one, you're talking about a minimum of five or $6,000. Um, 
you know, all the way up to $90,000, depending on what you want to buy. Uh, but and to rent that same $6,000 piano, you could pay around $80 a month for a brand new piano. And like I said, that first 12 months can be used towards purchase. So you can see if your children are really going to take to it. You can keep renting forever. We have lots of customers that just rent and rent and rent. They never intend to buy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really flexible and affordable. Now, I know you rent to many of the Broadway shows. Uh, I, I guess I thought that Broadway shows, uh, I, I didn't know where they got their pianos. I, I thought that a lot of the theaters just had them there. I guess that's not true. You have to actually go out and, and get the orchestra and get the piano, right? Well, so once you hit the Broadway theater, the theaters usually do have a piano there. Um, but there's so many steps to putting on a Broadway show before you ever get to the theater, including, you know, backers auditions and tryouts and rehearsals, some of which are occurring in rehearsal spaces all over New York that many people don't even realize are underneath their church or something like that. Um, and those places often don't have a piano or don't have a good quality piano. So we provide pianos to... Uh, the people who are putting on these Broadway shows all over the city. Um, and some of the shows we've done in the past, you know, we provided pianos for the backers auditions for An American in Paris, for all the rehearsals of Fun Home before it hit Broadway, and many others. Um, and we also provide a lot of pianos for Broadway musicians. Um, many times if it's the star of the show or a featured actor, they don't live in New York. They're just coming in to appear in the show for a limited amount of time and then move on to another project. So while those actors are in New York, they want to have a piano in their home so they can practice and they can play at home for the production. And we provide we have provided pianos to many of those Broadway stars, including uh, Jennifer Hudson, Jamie Parker, who's currently starring in Harry Potter, uh, Harry Haddon Patton, who's currently starring in My Fair Lady, and, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Is, is your major market New York City? I know you ship to other parts of the, of the country. Yeah, so we're based in New York, but we do ship as far sort of northeast as Hartford, Connecticut, and all the way down to Philadelphia and Baltimore area, and even down to Washington, D.C. on occasion. We are trying to move further and further into those markets, um, and we are having some success. So really the business started in and around the New York area. I would say 90% of our pianos are in the tri-state area, but we certainly are moving further and further afield. Now, one of the interesting things I found on your website was that you supply pianos for real estate stagings. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was a business that really came about organically. Um, There are a couple of other piano rental companies in the city, but we really have the reputation for having pristine, like new and new pianos. So real estate stagers and agents have come to know that if they rent a piano from us, it will show up being worthy of the multi-million dollar apartment they're trying to sell and that they never have to worry that it's going to be older inventory, beat up, scratched, anything like that. Um, when pianos come back from rent, we have a whole process we put them through so that they'll look like new all the time. And so we've really built up that reputation with the staging market. Um, and since none of the furniture staging companies provide pianos, they also know to recommend people to us if they need the piano. I find that so interesting that someone looking to buy an apartment would be uh, won over by a piano. 
I think it just creates that atmosphere that this is a luxury apartment. Um, you know, pianos kind of stand for uh, sophistication and a certain level of education and culture, and I think it really helps to sell that dream to any potential buyers when they're looking at these high-end apartments. And I understand that you also will supply someone to play the piano if they're having an open house in that apartment? Yeah, so we have arranged for pianists to perform during the open house to sort of create that cocktail party atmosphere. Um, And we have a whole roster of pianists we work with that can play all kinds of music, jazz, classical, pop, whatever the uh, agent thinks would be appropriate. So what's the craziest request you've ever received for a rental? Um, I mean, we have put pianos everywhere you can think of, on the Brooklyn boardwalk, on the beach. Um, we have uh, we put a piano on a cruise ship one time, a small cruise ship. They were going to go around the island of Manhattan, and then we were going to pick the piano up. And they called us the next day and said, oh, we're in Sag Harbor. Can you come get the piano? Because we're leaving tonight for Florida. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) We sort of scrambled around. The truck went out there and got it. But that was kind of a crazy story. Um, We put pianos in the top of the uh, Freedom Tower. It was delivered for events up there several times. And it's, you know, such a gorgeous venue. Um, Mm. So, and of course, we always get the crazy request, like, can you hoist this through the window of my 50th floor apartment, or even carrying grand pianos up five flights of stairs to get them into somebody's walk-up apartment because they had to have a grand piano. We've done everything you could think of. I mean, talk a little bit about those logistics. I mean, uh, you have to be careful, obviously, when you're moving a piano. I, I mean, you must have very skilled movers to handle all of this. Definitely. Our head... Um, The head of our moving team has over 40 years of experience in the piano industry, moving pianos, like I said, everywhere you could think of. And, um, you know, we regularly carry pianos upstairs to walk up apartments um, and and take them all kinds of places. Many people don't realize that when you deliver a grand piano, you actually take the legs off and flip it on its side. So it's only about two feet wide and can go through any standard door. So it's not as logistically difficult as many people believe. Um, if you have an apartment, we can get a piano in it. And what happens once the piano's in the apartment? I mean, do you have to send someone to tune it? Because it might have been, you know, untuned while going through all of that motion? Yeah, so generally our pianos arrive and are in playable condition, but when you initiate the rental contract, you do get a tuning at the beginning, and we always recommend waiting five to seven days for the piano to kind of settle into the humidity of your apartment, and we have a whole host of tuners that we work with all over the city and the suburbs, and they come to your house and they tune the piano, and then we recommend to have it tuned every six months, and of course we remind our customers when it's time to tune their piano. So we try to make it as easy as possible, no hassle. Everything goes through us, so they never have to remember who is my piano tuner, how do I get this picked up, all that kind of thing. Now, Sarah, is it a seasonal business? I mean, are there times of the year when you are busier than other times? Yeah, I mean, I would say this time of year with back to school is always one of our busiest times because this is when people are starting piano lessons and students are going back to conservatories like Juilliard, Manhattan School of Music, and so everybody's coming in to get their piano for the school year. Um, We also get really busy 
around the holidays with uh, party rentals and people rent pianos as gifts for their family and friends. Um, so I would say starting in September, we get very busy and then we're steadily busy until probably May or June. It's a little bit slow in the summer, mm-hmm. then it picks back up. When you think about growing the business, uh, what does the future look like? I mean, are there other things that you're thinking of doing, uh, you know, in terms of adding different instruments or, uh, you know, adding to your services? Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, we're really well entrenched in the piano community, and uh, we found some really great ways to procure our product for, um, you know, at a better advantage to us, which we can pass on to our customers. So I think we just want to kind of drive further into the piano rental market and let people know that you can rent a piano. A lot of people don't even know that's an option. So letting people know you can have a piano and it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. You don't have to worry about going on Craigslist and getting something from a stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take care of everything. You rent a piano, we deliver it retune it, and you can just make music and enjoy. Uh, I think for us, you know, expanding our geographic area is probably a focus, and then just going further into the piano market here in New York as well. And what happens when someone is finished renting a piano? What do you go through to refurbish or repair the piano? Sure. So when people are done with their piano, they give us a call. We arrange the pickup. We, of course, let them know about their options to use those first 12 months of uh, rental uh, fees towards purchase. Many people take that up on that. They don't even remember that they have that option. Um, and then for people who are, you know, moving away or they're just ready to move on from the piano, we pick up the piano. Um, and it goes through a whole process here. We have an excellent refinisher. He has more than 50 years' experience. He's here almost every day fixing things and scratches. I mean, many of the pianos come back looking like brand new. Mm-hmm. Usually when they have the piano in their home, they, they take pride in it, so they take care of it. So that's always nice to see. And, of course, we tune it, replace any parts, fix anything that might be wrong, and, and it goes right back out on our floor, and it's ready to go. And you would really never know the difference between a brand new or like new, as we call it, um, piano. And actually, many of the professionals that come in prefer those pianos that have been played in by previous customers because, as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, you know, these pianos develop its own touch and tone over time. Mm-hmm. And so a piano that's actually a couple of years old and has been played is a lot more desirable to a professional musician than a brand new one. Uh, where are most pianos made these days? Are they made in the U.S. or are we importing most of them from uh, Japan and other countries? Yeah, you know, there used to be 121 piano factories just on the island of Manhattan. Uh, those days are over. Wow. <laughs> so in the U.S., I think there are three or four companies that are still making pianos in the United States. Um the vast, vast majority of pianos, even some of the ones that purport themselves to be American piano brands, are not made in the United States. They're made uh, either in China or Indonesia for the most part. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite brand? I mean, Baldwin or some of the other it, well-known names? Yeah, I think right now, you know, we really stand behind our product, and, and our favorite brand is Young Chang and Weber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Chang is a Korean piano company that was founded by Yamaha in the 1950s. 
Um, I might be getting the years wrong. Um, and they have just built a state-of-the-art factory in China, and they make the two brands, Young Chang and Weber, and also another high-end brand called Albert Weber. And they're actually owned by Hyundai Development Corp. And I always tell people um, that that's what the piano is. It's very good quality. It will last forever, but it's not a crazy price, like having a Hyundai car. And especially when parents come in, I tell them, you know, would you rent a Rolls Royce for your child to learn to drive? No. Mm. So, you know, this is where this is a great starting point to start your lessons. It's a very high quality instrument. Young Chang was the official piano of the David H. Koch Theater at Lincoln Center. So it's a very well regarded instrument and at a great price point. And uh, what types of wood are used now to make pianos? So, Pianos are made from eight different kinds of wood, but what many people will say is that the most important part of the piano is the soundboard. And the best kind of wood to make the soundboard from is Sitka spruce, Alaskan Sitka spruce. So when you're looking at older pianos, pianos from the 70s and 80s, almost all of them were made with Alaskan Sitka spruce. But since that time, um, the forestry laws have changed, and there's now a quota on how much wood can be cut down every year. Hmm. So after that, um, you know, there's still Alaskan Sitka spruce available, but it's very, very expensive. So uh, a lot of companies have switched to the Siberian spruce, which is also very, very good. And that's why actually making the pianos in Indonesia and China makes the most sense, because that's where the really good hardwood is. Um, and so why cut down the tree, ship it across the ocean, turn it into a piano, ship it back? It, you know, it just becomes very expensive. Uh, so that's sort of the, the wood side of the story. So are, are most of your pianos basic black or brown? I mean, do you ever get a request for a brightly colored piano? Yeah, so our pianos, we mostly carry black, some wood tones, and we have a lot of white pianos as well. That seems to be getting more and more popular lately. Uh, we get more requests for white piano. Um, and, yeah, we have occasionally gotten a request for red pianos. We can get them when people request them. And then, of course, there are a couple of companies we work with uh, for events that can wrap pianos. So you can make your piano look like a leopard print or... Um, in one case, like, it has M&Ms all over it. Uh, we've really? done everything. <laughs> That's <go>. fascinating. <laughs> it's the same way they wrap a car, you know? So when you see that those cars walking, uh, driving around that are completely branded and wrapped in graphics, they mm-hmm. can do the same for a piano. It's pretty cool. Would those mostly be for entertainment or for parties, or who would want a piano that looks like an M&M? Yeah, they're usually for parties or for concerts, you know, Sometimes you might see, like, Lady Gaga playing the checkerboard piano. That's not from us, but that's kind of the idea of how people use those things. So I I have to ask you, Sarah, do you play the piano? I do play the piano, but I try not to play in front of other people (laughs) because I probably haven't kept up with my lessons as well as I should have since I was younger. But I like playing at home, and, you know, my husband listens to me. (laughs) I mean, so you played as a child uh, because you had the pianos around you probably. Yeah, I did. I played until I was 12. Music was a, a huge part of my upbringing. Um, few nights a week, we were going to the opera and the symphony. At that time, my father was dealing with piano brands that were supplying the pianos for the Metropolitan Opera and the New York Philharmonic and Carnegie Hall. So music was a huge part of my upbringing. Do you have a favorite pianist? I think my favorite pianist right now is probably Yuja Wang. Um, 
see, I've been to see her several times in, at Carnegie Hall and, and the New York Philharmonic, and she always just stuns me with how am, amazingly brilliant her technical playing is, but also how much emotion she puts into it. And do you supply her pianos? We do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you will. I mean, it, yeah, must, it, must be a, it must be a thrill, though, if you go some uh, to see a show, a Broadway show or a concert and know that it's one of your pianos there. Yeah, it's really fun. And we have so many up-and-coming artists who rent pianos from us. You know, Ben Patterson is having his debut at Jazz at Lincoln Center this year, and he's one of our customers, and he's extremely talented. Um, and we have many other... Uh, customers like that that are they're just so impressive well it's it's a fascinating way to uh, appreciate music and to be able to afford music especially to give that gift to your children so I, I think this piano piano is certainly uh, filling a, a, a great need yeah we we really support the idea of music it's so such an important part of education and there's so much information out there that shows that even if you don't stick with the piano, the effect it has on your brain between the ages of like five and 10 years old are really profound and can last your entire life. So I think it's a really important part of a well-rounded education. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Charlene Gianetti, editor of Woman Around Town, and we've been talking with Sarah Bender Meta of Piano Piano. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs>